Think on your feet for our Fast and Curious 5K, a -a one-of-a-kind race hosted by WBEZ and the Chicago Sun-Times on Saturday, July 27th at Humboldt Park. More info and early bird registration at wbez.org slash events. I'm Sasha Ann Simons, and this is Reset, your guide to the news, politics, the economy, and arts and culture. Local drivers who deliver food for companies like Grubhub and DoorDash are calling for better working conditions, more pay, and the option to unionize. Seven Chicago-area drivers groups are teaming up to join a coalition called Justice for App Workers. It's just the latest push for stronger worker protections in the hospitality industry, and it comes during a period of intense union organizing across Chicago and the country. Chris Leibelt is with the group Chicago Uber Drivers. He joins us now to discuss why he's getting involved. Chris, how and when did the group Chicago Uber Drivers get started? Well, I started driving uh, for Uber and Lyft about six years ago as a part-time job to supplement my other wage. And I realized early on that there was lots of uh, hurdles that drivers have to go through uh, that they didn't realize when they sign up because like there's, little support, there's little support for us. So there's, there's lots of driver regulations from the city of Chicago. Like you can't just do a U-turn in the middle of the street and stuff like this. So there was lots of learning opportunities for drivers. So we started a Facebook group, uh, which has grown over the years. And we realized that there was other groups out there that, that also needed these supports and these helps. And we, we kind of decided to band together and form a coalition. So that's how that all began. And so you were primarily at the time a rideshare driver, right? And not a food delivery driver. That's correct, yeah. But we, in our group, we have drivers who, um, and who work for all different types of gig companies. Yeah. So what is it, you know, thinking of your experience overall, Chris, what is it that you personally wanted to change about your 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 time on the road well i think i think one of the the biggest frustrations for drivers um is we get little support for these companies we work for um they often have um a support helpline but we never actually get any answers we never really get anywhere um and uh one of the one of the problems drivers have faced is um unfair deactivation um if a customer makes a complaint whether it's true or bogus there is no way for us as drivers to to try and uh, clear our name. Uh, we're just kind of just, just taken off the apps like mm. straight away. Um, imagine if that's your that's your main income and you rely on that, and then suddenly that job is just taken away that day, and you, you, you there's no benefits for you as a driver because you're self-employed. Well, has has something like that happened to you personally? It hasn't happened to me, but I've spoken to many drivers, and and that's something I think the city of Chicago could help us with is is setting up a process with these gig companies where we can actually, you know, we can share things like we most drivers have dash cams, and that records everything inside and outside the vehicle. You know, that would be easy, an easy way for a driver to be able to clear his name and get back on the road within a week. You know, considering everything that you just mentioned, also with this recent pandemic and inflation that's also pinching our wallets. Do you feel like the problems that you just discussed, Chris, do you feel like they're getting better or worse? Actually, um, you've just brought up a a great point, and that is definitely a frustration with all drivers right now. As I said to you, I've, I've been doing this for six years now, and quite often the companies change the way we get paid, different kind of ways, whether it's per mile or per minute. But 
we it always kind of works out the same. We've been getting paid the same money now for six years. And inflation, as you know, has just kind of got out of control in this country in the last year. I feel like every every work sector in this country has had a pay raise in the last year, which is obviously that's contributed to the inflation. But we, we haven't seen that rise. And we're the ones that have to pay the high prices for gasoline. We're the ones that have to pay for insurance and the extra costs of maintenance. And we're also the ones that, you know, take the risk on the road. Yeah. So Chicago Uber drivers, it's now part of this national movement of ride share and delivery drivers, as I mentioned, asking for better working conditions. But it sounds, Chris, like you're also making a a, a big call for, for more pay. Well, what's been happening is is the prices have been going up every year. Companies, these billion dollar tech companies that run these apps, they've been charging the customers every year a little bit more, a little bit more. And their algorithms work out as well. The algorithms work out how much they can charge a customer, how much a customer is willing to pay. And we don't see any of that extra payment. And the customers think that when they pay those high prices, it's going to the driver, but it's not. In, in reality, we're still getting the payments the same as we were six years ago, while the company, these companies now are taking a much bigger split of the fare because they can charge whatever they want. Mm. Let's add another voice to this conversation. Lenny Sanchez is with the Independent Drivers Guild here in Chicago. Hi, Lenny. Welcome to Reset. Hi. Thank you for having me. You've also been listening along, Lenny. Let's hear more about uh, your experience. Are you a delivery or a rideshare driver, first of all? So I don't like to say I'm active anymore because I am full-time organizer for IDG and Justice for App Workers. Uh, My waking minute is basically talking about this and working around these issues. But I started doing rideshare and deliveries in March of 15, and I've completed 8,000 rides and 1,000 deliveries. Mm -hmm. I know the industry really well, and I can echo everything that Chris said. Wow. So... I'm curious. So you you did thousands of rides. How did you make the transition then, Lenny, to to just straight up organizing uh, with the Independent Drivers Guild? Uh, Personally, it it took a contribution from my wife to absorb more of the financial responsibility because I was putting in a lot of volunteer time as uh, the group of us were as grassroots as it gets. We were self-funded and doing what we could to talk to as many drivers, organized a few hundred, and then it started growing. And then we got um, connected with some of our friends from New York and Mm -hmm. IDG and made the steps to become the Illinois chapter here, which has allowed us to use the funding and everything, the resources that IDG offers us, which has then allowed me to now be full-time. Yeah. When you were driving still, Lenny, what was the day-to-day like? It was a roller coaster. You have no idea where you're going to get. Your majority of your people are pleasant. You're giving them a ride from point A to point B. Um, but there's unruly passengers, there's unfair deactivations as a result of them because they will make false claims against us to retaliate against us or to hurt us. And the earnings, as Chris has stated, have only gone down or stayed stagnant while inflation has increased the cost of cars, parts, and fuel, et cetera. So um, it's been very taxing for a full-time or even part-time gig worker to just experience this over the last few years. Your safety is a massive concern. Your earnings are not what they used to be. You're putting in a lot more time. Your expenses are much higher. And you're 
might be constantly thinking about everything that you might be doing that might be perceived wrong or used against you by a passenger to try to get a free credit or claim something against you. Yeah. So it's it's a roller coaster. Oh, boy. And you mentioned a moment ago, Lenny, the group's got chapters across several states, including New York. What are you hearing from, from colleagues over there? It's New York, and it's everywhere, is that um, the majority of the drivers are down to organize and form a union. They realize that we don't have a voice unless we're uh, all put together, and unionizing is really a really hot topic. We're seeing Amazon workers and Starbucks and even Apple iStores over here that are starting to unionize, and we feel like we're next. Let's hear from some callers who have been standing by. First up, here's David in Evanston. Hi, David. Welcome to the program. Hi. How you doing? Thank you for having me on. Of course. Uh, so you, you've been driving for six years, I hear? I have been driving uh, all these rideshare apps uh, and delivery apps for about the, the past six years, correct. So what's it like for you? Uh, it's, it's, uh, I like to tell people it is uh, definitely, uh, it may be a uh, simple job. It's just not an easy job all the time. Um, I'm dealing with um, manipulation on the app, uh, sending bonus offers, uh, and then not uh, then being locked out of the application, uh, failure to verify uh, my picture when I send the picture through the app and through my phone, which has time date stamps on it. Um, I was locked out. I was going to put the bonus money towards maintenance of my vehicle, um, which I needed new brakes. I need it just the car just turned over 100,000 miles, and so I needed to do a, a whole entire service for that, wow. for the transmission, for the um, for the coolant to be flushed out and changed out, um, and basically it, it held me back from being able to service my vehicle um, to keep my car safe on the road. And uh, thusly, I just ended up having to drive the car for an extra week, uh, week and a half before I could get the service done. I see. Um, wow. So when you talk about manipulation on the app, you're talking about from essentially your employer, not from like a customer. Absolutely. Wow. So the manipulation comes from the unethical code writing that uh, these companies are paying their uh, computer scientists to write. I mean, these are simple if this, then that programs where, uh, and I know this because I wrote computer programs when I was a kid, yeah. uh, when the Apple TV computers came out. Um, so it's, it's, very, uh, it's very basic. Yeah, I'm sorry um, to hear that, David. So. Thanks for sharing. Uh, let's uh, jump now to KC in Lincoln Park. Hi, KC. What's your Hi, experience been? Well, I've been uh, uh, on and off driver for a little over a year, but I would usually do it during the summer breaks. But then I did the math and realized that it paid significantly better after all considered than my previous job, which was a full-time teacher. So I've been doing that for a while. So you're you're a Lyft driver full-time now. Is that right? Yes, I am. So you, are you in support of this this push to, to unionize? Uh, I, you know, I, I would want to take a look at it a little bit more closely. I love the flexibility of the job, but I will say that every once in a while, I would love to see the app itself be a little bit more predictable in terms of what requires you to upload certain documents. For instance, it seems like uh, it'll be kind of a random uh, instance when things like insurance will expire, and it won't give you kind of a grace period to re-upload new documents. It'll just kind of kick you out of the app on the day it happens. And all of a sudden, if you've been planning to make you know, your budget work for the month or that particular week, you'll have to wait three or four days before the app can uh, uh, reinstate you for things like document checks when it seems like there could be much more user-friendly ways to do that to keep, the, uh, to yeah. keep us on the road and get our bills paid. Thanks for sharing, Casey. Chris, uh, 
we've heard the argument, you know, rideshare and delivery drivers like like those on Uber, Lyft, Grubhub, DoorDash uh, are contract workers, which don't receive benefits um, that full-time employees would see. Do you think that that should change in the U.S.? Yeah, there definitely needs to be some change. And there's been states where they've been trying to change this. And, you know, I know in you know, um, I, I immigrated here from the, from the UK, and they're, um, they're they're classed as employees. You know, if if your employer dictates what you do, and how much you're going to be paid, then yeah, they're they're your employer. We're not we're not we're not self-employed. So, so there definitely needs to be some movement in that where we're not actually self-employed because we are working for someone. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's hear from another caller. Here's Scott in Brookfield. Hi, Scott. Hey, how you doing? Um, just wanted to say that uh, most of the callers that you've had on, uh, most of their main points are correct about uh, communication between the companies are very bad. Uh, a lot of instant cutoffs, a lot of delays, stuff like that. But also the way they pay you, they hide a lot of times uh, the structure of, of let's say, uh, you, you order something from a popular restaurant. They won't tell you where it's going a lot of times until you pick it up and you're committed. And if it's going to an area you don't want to go into, or even sometimes the pay is not good enough um, to worth the while for you to drive that distance, you're not going to go and pick up an order for a $2 shake uh, to del- deliver it five miles away. It's just it's not worth your time to do that. And with the gas and everything involved, if you calculate everything in there, You'd rather want to take a different order. Now, if they would implement a minimum order uh, 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 price level, mm-hmm. you know, then but they don't do that because they're they're trying to keep customers and they're using you know uh, you're the the driver's the one that is is losing out and then and also a big thing they do is with the tip when you uh, people order something leave a tip. The company will give you an estimated price with the tip involved, yeah. but that doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to get that five or six dollar tip, really, or like that. Oh yes, and then and then uh, up to a certain period of time, hour or two hours afterwards, the customer could resend that, and that's a popular thing. A couple other other news organizations have reported it, where a lot of people do that because they they say, oh. You don't deserve the tip for it. It's too expensive for the food or the the cut that the company is taking and leaving the driver, which is pennies. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that, Scott. Uh, Do hope the situation gets better. Uh, Lenny, Scott mentioned tips. How can people listening right now, how can we best help rideshare and delivery drivers? Is, Is tipping extra a good move? So your t- uh, gratuity is always appreciated. Um, I can tell you that for sure. And what's being mentioned is interesting here. So tip baiting is a topic that was hot some time ago. As mentioned, there's a tip that's presented as a portion of your fare, and passengers or sorry, users are aware of this. And sometimes we'll put a very gratuitous tip on there mm-hmm. to attract someone to accept the ride, and then they take it away once the service is completed and um what i can tell you guys is that i don't more than anything is everyone knows a gig worker everyone knows someone that works in rideshare or in delivery for part-time or full-time and i would encourage them to 
tell them to join one of these groups, join up with this effort, because without us being unified, we don't have a voice to rectify any of these issues, whether it's pay or whatever. And on a user end, for you guys, when you're ordering food, when these companies hide your tip, it makes us not want to accept your order. So that's why you might see your order sitting around forever. Or mm-hmm. if you think, you know what, I don't trust these companies to pay out the tip I'm giving this driver. I'm going to tip them in cash, and we see an offer come in for 2 bucks. Your order will sit forever as well. So this is like a two-sided sword that you guys are fighting against if you're trying to get the best service possible. It's it's a gamble. It's difficult. Yeah. My my recommendation is tell your friends and family that do this gig to unify and join one of these groups and let's unionize. We'll have to leave it there. Lenny Sanchez is with the Independent Drivers Guild and Chris Leibelt is with the group Chicago Uber Drivers. Both are part of the national group Justice for App Workers. Thank you both. Today's episode of Reset was produced by Brenda Ruiz and mixed by Ethan Schwab. Subscribe to this podcast for your daily dose of conversations on news in Chicago and beyond. I loved talking with filmmaker Charlene Carruthers about her new short film, The Funnel. It explores love and understanding self in a family unit. At the end of the day, everything for me is about love. Love for myself, love for our people, for our ancestors. And The Funnel is really an opportunity to show just how many different ways Black people can love each other. Check it out. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. Thank you for listening. Back with more tomorrow. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR.